Listen to the show and people these dudes bring If you didn't know it's an orange and blue thing Hope to win the championship in a few rings We're talking baseball It's an orange and blue thing Walk off if the game's tied like shoestrings It's a Mets podcast, orange and blue thing Beat the other team with defense in a few swings LFGM, it's an orange and blue thing What's up Mets fans? <laughs> Julia's laughing already I moved I moved the microphone. That was not a fart. <laughs> I moved the little arm here. I think you might as well just do the fart button at this point. Well, I guess. Start I mean, it off it's hot. It's a little early for the fart button, isn't it? <laughs> All right. Happy Monday, guys. August 2nd, oh, boy. 2021. This is our 25th, 23rd episode of the season. No way. Yeah. We are in August. I feel like the season Wild. is flying by. I think we talked about it last week, how quick the summer seems to go by once you for are an sure. adult. And uh, you're going through your dog drama. If anything comes up throughout the show and you have to get out of here, I think we're good. Let me know. I think we're okay for right now. Fingers Uh, crossed. You know, Julia's weekly crisis. Last week she got (laughs) shit on. This week she's dealing with uh, a sick dog. Doing a lot of shit. And I feel bad for the dog. I know. I do too. She's very sweet, but I I think she's okay. I've only been apart from her for a couple hours. We're going to the vet right after this. So is she here? No. Oh, I thought maybe you brought it. Like, no. You want to leave her in the car or anything? No, no, no. She's at her house chilling. She's fine. Um. But fingers crossed, all will go well. So, so uh, that's what's going on. Happy Monday to you guys. I, I feel like I'm a broken record because the Mets have now been in first place for 86 days, consecutive days. It just doesn't. Feel it doesn't like feel like it. It. Rem- it doesn't remotely feel like no. it. No. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't wanna... know any first place team that's had so many bad losses. Well, you know what's insane. You know, I think we talked about it. We definitely talked about it. How you know May and June is usually like the death sentence yeah. for this team. They got through it uh-huh. with the bench mob. You know, doing their thing, keeping us afloat. And we were kept, we kept saying, "Don't worry, Degrom's going to be okay. Don't worry, Syndergaard's coming back. Don't worry, Cookie who, who did come back on Friday. Yeah. We always had this like, hey, don't worry, the guys are waiting in the wings. Let's get through the McKinneys and uh, the Drurys who are now the the Drury's biggest Mike, part of the team. Mike Trout. You know. Um, <laughs> You know, let's get through it. And yeah. then once everyone's healthy, things will click. And, you know, once we get Conforto back. And, and once, once we get, get to like, the trade deadline and they right. get us more help. Right, right, right. So, I mean, the trade down deadline did come and go. Uh, I'm very excited that they did get Baez. I but am as well. We don't think that it was enough. No, not even close. So, you know, when you knew when not we, but when the team knew that DeGrom was going through what he's been going through, which mm-hmm. has been up and down, he's been hurt, he's been set back and what whatnot, why they didn't do more to help the starting rotation is beyond me. But we talked about this last week. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we might get Syndergaard back in September. It's so isn't that the same like thing as trade. making a trade? That's the old way of thinking. So we thought. Yeah. This is why I asked last week. I said, you know, at least we have owners that we think will do whatever. And then I remember when I posted the show on Twitter afterwards and I posed the question, do you trust Steve Cohen at the trade deadline? It was like, well, why wouldn't you trust him? He said nothing. And I'm like, well, we've never had him at a trade deadline, right, so right, I don't right. really know. And I'm like, and again, you know, Sandy's not a baseball guy. Not Sandy. That's Sandy what I was gonna is say. the baseball guy. Steve doesn't make the baseball decisions. I totally get right. that. That's fine. But at the same time, it's we thought that the thought process of okay, well, an injured pitcher is coming back. That's basically a trade acquisition. We thought that was like of the old regime, but right, right, right. Maybe a lot of this is Sandy, and we just didn't realize it. I mean, so to their credit, they did make a move before the deadline with correct. bringing Hill in. Uh, you know, a little extra help in the rotation. Dick a, Mountain. A, a Dick Mountain, the veteran, <laughs> uh, coming through, you know, doing what he can to, you know, help the rotation. 
Um, but when you're looking at this team on paper before the season starts and you're like, all right, best pitcher in baseball is on our side. Yeah. He hasn't been healthy for any stretch, really. Mm -hmm. He's coming in. He's doing two or three starts and he's shut down again. And I've been saying this since spring training. Yep. Uh, and I don't want to be right. I know, but you have been but saying I don't want to be right about this, yeah. but you, you can't. Your, your body physically can't do that. Dating back to spring training, he's throwing 100 miles an hour I consistently. Know. I remember I was sitting there watching one of those spring training games and I and I tweet something out. It was like the first 10 pitches. It was like 100, 102, 101, 99, 101, 100. And it's like, dude, what are you trying to prove? Yeah. It's March. Yeah. Chill. You know, chill out. But Save it. I don't know if it's but one of those things where once you can do it, can you not dial it say, back? I was going to say, I don't know. I think certain athletes, certain competitors, when they hit their stride i don't know how you turn it off without right. doing more damage yeah so, i don't know so uh i, I had a, i had something here i was going to pull it up because i wanted to talk about uh you know the month to month here because d should put out a tweet i think it was yesterday. i was just going to say that when you were mentioning may and june because they've actually done their best in may which is when i feel like, like everyone nobody. was hurt yeah, yeah. yeah yeah that was their best month of the year how they're able to stay afloat is, is nuts crazy so uh yeah disha here put out a tweet yesterday in april they were 9 and 11 in may they were 17 and 9 <laughs> Sanity. without seven without may the mets would just be a very mediocre they would be just like the rest of the nles yeah are they even over 500 math is hard i can't tell. um well now they are yeah well, no, but without lot. without may oh no um without may they would be below 500 by one game so yeah not good without the bench mob without the bench mob doing their thing crazy has been insane so Friday night, black jerseys. I was uh, at a campsite up in Lake George. Spent I was in the a weekend depressive episode, there. but it's fine. You were in what? In a depressive episode. I didn't go. Okay. Yeah. Were you supposed to? I honestly, I Did you get was, tickets? no, but I was thinking about it because I could have. I didn't have work that night and all week I was kind of considering it, but I had, I had a very bad week and I was just, I'm going to stay home instead. But because I remember thinking that morning, I was like, I am in the worst mood of my entire life. If I go all the way there, my body is so exhausted just to watch that. I knew I'm like, they're either going to have one of the best wins of the season or like one of the worst losses. I don't know if it was one of the worst losses because they've had a lot of bad losses, right, right, right. but that game sucked. It's, so Friday was very underwhelming. I was uh, very happy. I didn't go, you know, Amelia doesn't stay up till like the game is over. So I was able to cap catch the end of it. I, yeah. I, I it's weird. Like, Camping isn't what it used to be. Like now I'm hanging out in, you know, the the camper with Wi-Fi watching TV. <laughs> it, it was actually cold. So like usually we'd have it's the AC on, but like it was pretty cold. It was like 50 degrees up there. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's camping. Like you're sleeping in the woods, but right? you're not really but camping. But you have Wi-Fi in a TV. Yeah, so I'm like hanging out <laughs> watching, the, watching the game. Unfortunately, Mets lost. I know Lizzie was there. Uh, she got to go to the game on Friday. And, uh, you know, I was listening to Howie yesterday, not mm -hmm. to fast forward here, but he was, he's been bringing this up a lot. Cause I listen to the games a lot on the radio. Yeah. Um, you know, I happen to be driving, listening, either leaving here or whatever. Especially on the weekends. You're always, yeah, there. yeah. I'm yeah. always all over the place. So Howie brought up, you know, he, he's bringing this up a lot. He's questioning why the fans aren't coming out in droves to city field. And mm -hmm. he's, and he's mentioning like, I understand the world is, is what it is right now, but he mentions other markets like, the Cubs who just traded away like everybody, yeah. they're still drawing well because the Cubs are the Cubs mm -hmm. and Wrigley's Wrigley and it's going to be busy no matter what. But other teams aren't having the same issues as the Mets to get the fans back. Yeah. And they uh, I don't have the attendance number in front of me. I think um, I think Lennon put it up last night. Let me see. I think I don't, maybe I liked it or something just so I can remember where it was. Uh, David Lennon. I yeah, you liked my tweet about it. So it should be in there. Oh, okay. I saw that and I was like, Darren's making notes it. for the game. Yeah, I do that on purpose <laughs> to like make reminders. I always know. When, when I get a like from the seven line account, like late in the week, I know, okay, Darren's going to bookmark this. He's going to show it so up. So I can remember to talk about it. Oh, here it is. So um, 
yeah, Lennon uh, at DP Lennon on Twitter wrote the official attendance for Saturday night's game, which included the Hall of Fame inductions, was only 26,477, which uh, he would have expected a bigger crowd for that and a perfect night weather-wise too. And, you know, people have been chiming in in his comments here about like, the reasons why, and it's for a lot of people, it's price. Yeah. Price and convenience. The tickets are still very expensive. Yeah. Like, I really wish I, we talked about this last week. I wish I would have taken part in that like 80% off Pete Alonzo yep. deal. Mm-hmm. Not that I want to sit up and, you know, no offense to the corner of, of the 500 levels in right. the outfield. 500 is a great level when you're in the center, mm-hmm. like right in the back. Yeah, in the like, middle, it's good. Right behind home but plate. But anywhere else, you have obstructed views. Anywhere. I went back there once just to do it, just to be like, I've been in this seat. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. Upper deck, left field, you're like, behind the out of town no, scoreboard see, and you can't see anything below that's where i was sitting opening day and we couldn't i think dom smith was playing right field we couldn't even see him the whole yeah, yeah, yeah. so not the best seat but yeah if you want any sort of good seat, and it's still i mean it's always kind of been this way where if you're buying on like StubHub or TickPick or something or whatever like lots of times tickets will sell in even numbers i'm finding it's even harder to find odd numbers now and i don't know why but it was very hard with the pod seating because the pods were only really sold in even uh-huh. numbers but it's still very difficult for some reason i'm finding like when i'm looking it's like you can't I'm wondering if that has something to do with it. It's just not convenient to get tickets for the amount of people you're trying to get tickets yeah. for. I don't know. I don't know. After a couple of weeks ago, 317, 318 is like the best seat in the yeah. house. Right in front of Howie and Wayne. Uh, Howie, uh, speaking of Howie, was a great sport. Uh-huh. You saw he rocked I the saw, black jersey. I saw. He so, did say he lost a bet and that was why he had to wear it. Is that it. what it was? That's, that is the story. Um, I think Wayne or Steve or somebody reported was that he lost a bet. And well, I think that not his own choice, but he is a good sport nonetheless. Oh, of course. Absolutely. I mean, because he was so adamant to be on Twitter, you know, whenever this topic would come up, he would mention like how against it he was. Yeah. But he was a good sport. I don't know if they made him like a one of a kind. I don't see a number on there. <laughs> Maybe they just had one that they would give out to certain people to shoot photos. Could just be the giveaway shirt. I don't know what the giveaway shirt looked like. No, though. no, I have the giveaway shirt oh, right here. The Lindor, right? Yeah, it's an actual jersey. He oh, he wow. got the real thing. The real you don't give Howie a shirt. <laughs> So how well, he, he's never going to wear it again. How we tweet out on Friday night terms of surrender complete. Well, if you can't beat him, join him. And, uh, you know, it's nice to see him, you know, kind of not that he has to stay with the times, but like, I think it came to the point where if all this majority of the fan base wants this, yes. we get behind it's it. It's very you know? nice when, especially people are like an older generation, a bit more, and how he's not totally traditionalist. He's very, you know, good yeah, with the yeah, times. Yeah. But it's very nice to see them be like, okay, this isn't so serious. We can right, have fun right. with it. I don't need to be like a get off my lawn type of person about it. So we love Howie. He's so, nice. yeah, I mean, the game was a bummer, but it seemed that I, I did you read these notes yet? Don't yet. If you didn't. No. Because I got a question for you. Okay. It seemed like most fans were very fired up about it. Most, you know, I get it. Not everyone, but a lot of people were very fired up about sure. it. So I did reach out to my contacts over at the team today because I was curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw the photos from the team store. The team store account doesn't generally get that much traction. Right. But when they were posting the photos of like the wall of jerseys that were available. Because that's the only place you could get them right now. They're right not now, for yeah. sale online. Oh, really? I didn't know that. No, not until the but fall. But they had like John Franco. They had Mike Hampton. Mm-hmm. They had like different guys. They were smart on their they part. They didn't have Fonzie. You know what? I found that made out. That no was, sense. It, the way licensing works is when guys retire, they have to either opt in or opt out of certain licensing agreements for their oh. likeness. So like I wanted to make a Tommy eight. Remember in the up, upper deck left mm-hmm. field where Tommy AG hit the home run at Chase Stadium, mm-hmm. like the longest home run at Chase. Yeah. 
I wanted to make a shirt very simple. It just looked like that. And I guess when he retired, he never agreed to have his likeness used oh. for merchandise. So we can't huh. make an official Tommy Ag shirt. Okay. So I don't know why they didn't have a certain. That player. better be the but reason. Otherwise, is, it's stupid. I'm pretty sure that's the reason. <laughs> okay. All that's right. the explanation I got so far. I only pass. started digging in on this recently, like an hour ago. <laughs> so the top three jersey sales, which were very close between uh -huh. all of them, who do you think the top current Met? shirt t-shirt jersey set whatever you call it, like the jersey t-shirt uh because they don't have the jerseys available yet I, this weekend at city field i feel like lindor just because it's lindor but also that was a giveaway so i don't know pete just because pete's been so like adamant about it okay how many are we doing top top three and then I don't know. I'm torn between like Dom Smith, Marcus Strom, and Jacob Degrom, but I'm gonna go Jacob Degrom just because it's Jacob Degrom. You're actually right on all three. So Pete was oh, number really? one. Oh, Pete wow. was number one. Lindor was second, and Degrom was third. And actually, when I was talking to them about this, I said it, that is pretty crazy because yeah. they gave out like thirteen. I was gonna say that was a giveaway. Lindor t-shirt jerseys, and then they just went and bought it. It's like identical as this wow. one, besides the New Balance logo on there. Well, you know what? I will say a lot of people didn't get that. I know Michelle and Erica went to the game and they hit traffic. They got there a little oh, yeah? after six and they didn't get one. So maybe the people who missed out on the giveaway needed to go buy their own. So I was That's upset a lot of people. because we got our two that we're giving away actually right now. Uh -huh. Uh and I like this so much. I wanted to keep it. Yeah. I was like, damn, I only got two. I don't want to give this away. But Lizzie was able to grab me one. So I'm uh -huh. not as upset anymore. So if you guys are interested in getting one of these Lindor t-shirt, they're not jerseys because yeah, I think the jerseys usually get the button up. It's like, no, jerseys they is call the, the t-shirt. Yeah. Right. So the uh, it's a Francisco shirt. Lindor shirt that the Mets gave away on Friday. We have two to give away. All you have to do right now is share the show. If you're watching it on Facebook. Snap it to the chat. I know. I just I gave you a prop. I gave you props. Uh, not snap it to your chat. Uh, post it on your wall. Post it on your wall. And uh, that's how you're in the running. If you're watching on Facebook, if you're watching on Twitter, just hit the retweet button, and we will select two random people to win these. We will name you next Monday on the show. And what size are they? Just so people um, know, I think they're all. This XL. is a large. I'm not sure what size. The, that's why I want to keep it. <laughs> I don't know what size the other one is, but uh, whatever. I think they're either large or extra large. Yeah. If they're too big, you wear like cut double it in XLs. a crop top. Do you wear like double XL? Mm -hmm. I do, so I could cut it into a crop top. Two and XL or XL? One XL. You're insane. And then I just cut it under wherever like the print is. And then it's like a cute, loose, form-fitting t-shirt that I don't sweat in. Oh, okay. I don't like form-fitting t-shirts when we're out hot at outings because then I sweat too When much. we were doing the like the, the Philly stuff, we're like, <laughs> Julie needs to get t-shirts. She wants to XL. I'm like, she bringing somebody? No. Yeah. I so just Julie like rocks the shirts. XL. <laughs> I'm down to a large and Julie is wearing XL. <laughs> um, yeah, so Philly's this weekend. You're going. I, I am. How are you getting there? Taking the bus? Uh, no, me and Katie are driving up with her mom. We want to stop at Insomnia Cookies before the game because we read that they have a speakeasy. If you say a password, they bring you into the speakeasy that has like a secret menu with secret milkshakes. What? So that's what we're doing. For so you. wow, you're actually adding like an extra four All hours of driving <laughs> round trip instead of taking the rally bus to get a milkshake. That is the plan. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> so are you leaving on Saturday or are you going Friday? No, we're leaving on Saturday. Oh, we're doing cool. all on Monday. So. All right. So we'll get to the pregame in info in a little bit. If you missed that, I tweeted tweet about it last night. So um, yeah, we're going to get Joe DeMeo on here in a little bit to talk a little bit about the uh, Kumar... Uh, what do you bust? want to call it? It's not a bust because it's like it he's not a bust. It's just the whole, but the whole draft the ended whole up situation being a bust. Is a bust. Joe will explain why because there were reasons to avoid it being as much of a failure as it was. And but... I feel like a lot of Mets fans from reading Twitter over the past, you know, 
12 hours, 24 mm-hmm. hours, whatever it's been since we've heard that this is probably going to fall through. Um, people, there's no one really in the middle. It's either like, Hey, yeah. you understand that this is the way business works, but you don't like the way the team went about it. And then Steve Cohen going on Twitter, right. writing what he wrote. But then there's other guys in the side fence that guys and gals, fans, whatever, mm-hmm. that are saying this seems like very same old Mets. Yeah. So can I just say for the record, you can say whatever you want <laughs> at first, I didn't, I thought it was like, okay, well that's just business. Sometimes these things happen. How would they know that he, you know, had a bad arm, whatever. Then you start reading more. That's what I cannot stress enough is if you don't understand why people are mad about something before you go on and like ask people, why are you mad about this? Just like do a Google search. Cause there's usually a good reason people are mad about something. So you look into it and again, Joe is going to explain this better than I can, but there was every chance in the world, one, for the Mets to kind of anticipate that this was going to happen. And two, if it was a possibility not to have put, so to speak, all of their eggs in one basket in the draft and they could have done more and whatever. But then what really pissed me off was, and like, I understand Steve Cohen does not make these baseball decisions. I understand that. Um, But him going on Twitter and saying, I forget what the direct quote was, but something like, you know, if I can get a return on my investment. Five times the investment. I yeah. make that every day, basically. Right. And say like, and I'm, and I understand that baseball players are investments for the people who sign them. I get that. But what a shitty look to hours after the people you hired fucked this up, for lack of a better term, to then go on Twitter and call the minor leaguers who you promised to come out with these you know, ways of how you're going to help their living conditions. Yes, we heard that something has been put in place, but he said a comprehensive response was going to be announced. That is yet to happen. And in the meantime, to go on Twitter and refer to them as, you know, returns on your investments and as commodities, it's really not a cute look. And I don't know what the point of it was. I think it just caused more harm than good. I think it's one of those situations where, again, you know, even if it's true, you don't have to say it. You don't need to talk all the time, right, especially right, 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 not right. when Mets fans are in the thick of their response. And it's just even more. This frustrating. is a very passionate fan base. It is. So it's the kind of thing where you have to almost read the room. It's like, yeah, uh, for understand sure. what, there's a time and a place for everything. There's certain ways to like, hey, the Mets are getting blown out. Make a make a joke about right. it. But like, hey, there's always tomorrow. It's not like football where there's like yeah. one game a week. Right. You know, hey, the Mets got they lost yesterday. And guess what? There's a game tonight right. and we're all going to be locked into it. Right, right, right. But I think also with this, it's you're also coming off of you fucked up the trade deadline, too. And again, I know Steve Cohen doesn't make the baseball decisions, but it's the people that you hired who screwed up the draft, who should have done more at the trade deadline and didn't. And people are still mad about that. And it's, you know, when Steve Cohen came in, he talked about how he wanted to build back up the farm system. And it's like the one trade you made, which I'll be I'm OK with it. Like I, I wanted hobby bias, but you traded away your number one pick from last year. You trade or not you trade away, but Jared Kalanick isn't here anymore. So there is no farm now and you screwed up the draft. The only farm that there is at City Field is the freaking raccoon that is in the Mets bullpen, which, by the way, justice for Francisco Lindor, who may not have actually punched up McNeil in the face. There could have just been a raccoon in the clubhouse. Who knows? There's just a lot happening. And the tweet was just not it was not it. So that's I'll stop screaming now. (laughs) Actual Mets talk. Let's go. Let's, let's go. go. Speaking of the Mets, <laughs> shout out to our friends from Dugout Mugs who upgraded greatly uh, on their business because they were always doing the, as you know, they, they are, are the originate, 
the originators of the bat mug, mm -hmm. but they switched up the game and they actually are making metal bat mugs now. If you guys missed out, we talked about this last week. Their pre-sale on their website, I think, expired, but they extended the one for us. So if you go to dugoutmugs.com slash seven line, just the number seven L-I-N-E, you can get in on one of these metal bat mugs, which are freaking awesome. Take a look at these things if you're watching live. Uh, they are a metal bat mug with a, uh, a top on it, a plastic top on it. So unlike their their wooden ones, you can actually close these, take them on the road, bring them in your car. They're not so going to worry cool. about spilling. Keeps your beverage hot or cold, and they're 20 ounces tall, or they hold 20 ounces of uh, liquid there. So they have every single team that you can possibly imagine, but you probably want to select the Mets one if you're watching the show. Mm -hmm. uh, they are up right now at a discount, 40% off. Wow. Which is crazy. So go on over to dugoutmugs.com slash seven line. They extended the pre-sale price just for us. It's $29.99. They are normally 50 bucks. So head on over. They are awesome. I can't wait to get mine. I got you one too, Julia. Oh, thank so you. So we got two coming in. They should be here very soon. Travel friendly. They are they are dishwasher friendly, but they don't recommend it. But head on over to Dugout Mugs. Check out everything they got going on over there and pick up your metal bat mug awesome. before the pre-sale's over because you're going to want one of these. And why spend 50 bucks when you can get in the door right now for $29.99? DugoutMugs.com slash 7line. They got the MLB license, the MLBPA license, the Cooperstown license. If you're not interested in the metal mug and you want to just pick up something else that they got on their site, they always are running different promos and uh, they are great friends of the show. So shout out to them uh that's awesome i knew about this for a while and i kept saying to you like yeah. oh i love you know i love the the wooden ones uh -huh. i like the shop mugs i like the bottle openers and everything but they got something cool coming out no this is cool and if i can get so it's it like a tumbler on crack if i can get it by saturday i can bring it to insomnia cookies i can put my milkshake <laughs> in it it'll stay cold and i can bring it holy to the shit game. you probably would i know that would be a great promo for them like Check out, check this out. We're putting a, a milkshake in here and it's going to be cold until like the seventh inning. Dug out mugs, call me. I got it. <laughs> I can have it by Saturday. I, I will work something up for you. You know, that's funny too, because when we were talking about, uh, not to bring up, uh, you know, a sore subject with you, when oh, I was boy. talking with the uh, Impractical Jokers guy, oh. Impractical Jokers guys, yes. when we were talking about, oh, let's meet up and do something like, I was like, you know what? I think that. Um, Next time I'm around. I was like, I don't <laughs> I don't want it to be too forced. I don't know what to, I'd like to show. Yeah. I don't want it to be like cheesy, you know, but yeah. you're like, are you nuts? I would have easily been able to figure something 100%. out. 100%. Yeah. You just make a TikTok, Darren. It's very easy. I'm not a TikTok guy. Neither am I. Speaking of TikTok, uh, <laughs> what do you think of my Crocs? <laughs> are Crocs, do you, I do hate Crocs. I'm sorry. I just needed a minute to process that sentence. Um, I didn't even realize you were wearing Crocs, okay. for being honest. I personally don't own them. I think they are either for people under the age of 14 <laughs> or over the age of 40 so you're right on the cusp i'm 40 so there I you think go you're good because i came to the realization i you know amelia wanted them i'm like i want them too <laughs> and so kelly refuses still that i can't wear toms okay so toms are out all but right. crocs she's like all right i could deal with crocs so after i got them on thursday before our trip i've have i've been wearing them constantly i, I rode my bike in them I, like i'm ready to go and i'm in the croc life now you so, even have pins. <laughs> well, Julia, uh, not Julia. Amelia got the uh, like a bag of them, and she gave me the one like a piece on one. I They're love a little it. dirty though. I gotta clean them up. So I came to the to the to the point in my life that I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> so I care about my appearance, obviously. Like you know, I I want to be uh, healthy. I came to the point where I don't give a fuck. I don't. Darren Meenan on Crocs. <laughs> 
I don't. They they aren't nice. They're they're ugly, but they're comfortable and they're but so they're practical. They're very practical. At a certain and, age, that's all you need. You know, I want to give a shout out to Crocs. Uh, not just Crocs. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to uh, Katie. Yes. Not that Katie doesn't care about her appearance, but she goes out. <laughs> She goes out in like pajamas and stuff, which is I actually which I love I think that that's so cool. Like some people be like, they're not confident enough to no, do that. No. So like she'll go out like fuck it. I'm I work crazy hours. Yeah. I'm a nurse. I'm going out in what's comfortable. I'm going out in my sweatpants or my pajamas and my she wears crocs, I think. Yeah, I well, I Maybe know Jay, Jamie and Jared definitely have crocs. So like they're saying I'm comfortable and I don't give a fuck. Yeah, no, completely. So that's I'm why at that point. She's one of those people who I found the most ridiculous. They're lobster flip flops. They're literally just they look like actual lobsters, but you can wear that's them on cool. your feet. And I just anonymously anonymously sent them to her house. Just like a note that said LMAO. And she wears them all the time. I have sneakers <laughs> that look like crocodiles. I don't know. I never worn them. They're, you have crocodiles and crocs. Yeah, but those those are like legit. They're like one of a hundred pairs made by Vans for this BMX thing I went to. <laughs> And I traded a guy a BMX frame for one, and he gave me the sneakers. So like, he wanted the frame really bad, and I wanted those sneakers. Like, I don't even wear them; they're in my office. We were doing so good talking about the Mets for so long. <laughs> it's all good. Don't worry about it. Anyway, so Crocs. Uh, the reason why I let us know how you feel about TikTok Crocs. was yes. We're at the campsite. Mm -hmm. Those oh are my sick, God. right? Look at this. <laughs> Look how awesome these sneakers are. I never wore them. Why did Lizzie know exactly where they were in the Seven Line Warehouse? <laughs> because I, I have them in my office. These things are so sick. Check oh these out. Oh, my God. So we're looking around they at have the... teeth. Yeah, that's, they're so sick. The, the paper is still... No, the paper's still in there. I've never worn them. I oh tried them on once just to see, and I'm not, probably not going to wear them. Boom. Unless I go on like, a, um, like I'm an leaving it on display. one day. Maybe I'll wear them. But um, the uh, TikTok. So we're at the campsite. And we're noticing like the, the kids that were there. Yes. Don't even care about being in the woods. Oh, don't no, it's an they aesthetic. Were for doing, their they were like the parents like go play at the playground. Mm -hmm. They went to the playground, but they're just doing TikToks yeah. all the time. Crazy. They got to work on their brand. All right. Start so we are going to get Joe DeMeo in here in a little bit to talk about the Mets because we're talking about Crocs get and TikTok <laughs> right now. But the Hall of Fame was Saturday and yeah. I was wrapped up with doing uh, camp stuff. So mm -hmm. I wasn't able to watch the ceremony. I don't even know if it was streamed. Very nice. It was. It was streamed and it was very well sure? done. Yes. It wasn't just on SNY TV. Oh, well, I don't Was it know. on television? It was on television. I watched it on So I don't. Television. I know it was on TV, but I don't know if you watched it like signing in through SNY. No. If mm -hmm. you could watch it online. I don't know. I don't know. I watched it on like cable SNY TV. So I don't okay. know. But so, it was very nice. Bobby V was there. Mike mm -hmm. Piazza was there. Ray Ardonez was there, mm -hmm. which she looked like he packed on a couple pounds. <laughs> uh, He's entitled. He doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> He got to the point where he's like, I'm Ray Ordonez. This episode, Ray Ordonez does not give I, a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a F. Like, I'm I'm doing it. I'm retired. And I don't care. So tell me about it because you watched the whole thing. Yes. Give me a quick recap. Tell me what I missed. Um, It was very nice. I The only thing I will, and it's not even a criticism. I don't really care. But they started it at 645, which was not enough time. Apparently, the game was supposed to start at 730, but no one really knew that. There were like people, like beat writers for the Reds who were like annoyed about it, but whatever. Um, It was very nicely well done. So they had, they, you know, Howie gave like a small introduction as they all walked out. And then they had, when they were going through each individual player, like a video montage that was narrated by one of the people that were there with them, which was really really nice um so i loved it uh ron darlings i thought well obviously it was going to be my favorite but because it was narrated by keith and gary and keith it was just it was very very sweet so i thought it was very well done 
Um, that's really the only criticism, and it's not really a criticism, it's just that like they should have either made it more clear that the game wasn't starting at 710 for people who care about that or whatever. Um, but again, it was just really frustrating because there was no one in the freaking stands. The people who were there did a very good job of like being loud and whatever, but I was like, you're watching. I'm like, I'm so sad. It's yeah. like so empty for no, like it's, and all of those players are great and deserve to have the stands back. But like Ron Darling has literally been with the team. You listen to him every night. Like he's somebody who he himself could have sold tickets if you just advertise it properly. So I'll yeah. always be annoyed about that. But it was a very nice, very well done ceremony. Well, speaking of advertising, the Mets did actually already start. They kind of like are indirectly promoting the next big day, which is the Kuzman retirement. Okay, at least which they're talking is in about it. Three weeks. Well, kind of. They changed their their Twitter profile, like AVI, whatever. Their default mm -hmm. to the number thirty six. Uh, the Mets will be retiring Kuzman's number on August twenty eighth at City Field. So, um, you know, I don't. It's one of those things where everyone thinks that like we're in the Mets pocket, so like we're not allowed to criticize them. Right. And when we do, it's like, hey, well, this is weird. The yeah. sidelines criticize, but like, you know, I'm not trying to do anyone's marketing for them. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't, I didn't go to the game. I was busy, sure. but like, you know, it, it's tough for me to be like, oh, I wish more fans went when I didn't go. Sure, but like, I didn't even know about it. Yeah, until last week when I was at the. Uh, you know, out at in Sayville and mm -hmm. I saw it behind the plate. So it's the kind of thing where I understand marketing is a little tricky, especially now. Some people still are working from home. Right. And I don't really understand how things work uh, on that side of it. But, um, you know, how much how hard they pushed on the Mets Friday it was almost I like know. nauseating to thing. a point where like I started to like not even care about it as much yep. because it was kind of forced down our throats. Yep. Well, I, I mean, I'm wearing a black shirt right now. Like I right. like it. I feel like the way it looks, but it's almost not that it's phony, but from the outside looking in as a fan, you'd be like, well, they're probably pushing more on front end because they're going to sell these jerseys and they're going to get something out of and it. And not only that, that was also the day of the trade deadline. So no matter what happened, it was a good distraction. It's like, oh, we're going to have fans in the ballpark anyway. They're going to be excited. Right, Black right, right, jerseys, right, right. Mike Piazza, whatever. Right, right, right. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I did watch the, it was it was nice of uh, either the Mets or SMI. They did put it up afterwards, like the the narration from yes. Keith Hernandez, which I thought was great. Really nice. Um, and, and I can't remember who tweeted it. It may have been you or, or somebody. Maybe you retweeted it. Like the beginning of the day when they're on the <laughs> field. <laughs> okay, so like Ron, you know, Ron didn't do the game. He got to celebrate that right. night and enjoy, enjoy it from a suite or something. But uh, Gary and Keith were like dressed so put nice, together. had their suits, no no ties, no. but I think. But like, but the funnier part about it was as soon as they got back to the booth, Gary still had his jacket on, but Keith had already stripped his his sleeves are rolled up to here. Yeah, he yeah, just yeah. looks like so exhausted by the day. <laughs> Did you? That was not on purpose. Bullshit. I swear to God. I put batteries in it this morning. I didn't know it was set. As we're talking about uh, Keith Hernandez. And I hope you have a great day, pretty boy. Good morning. Right Does it stop? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, How do I turn this on? I don't know. No. Okay. So, uh, if you don't know, <laughs> this is the Keith Hernandez alarm clock. From I think it was a Cyclone Seinfeld it was a Cyclones night. giveaway, but I didn't know it was. Hopefully, I didn't. I just set the time. I I swear to God, I'm crying. I thought you like pressed a button and made that happen. No, no. So we that got was sidetracked. That here. was pure magic. What we just witnessed. that was awesome. So that was the giveaway. Like on Friday night when the Mets were losing, they started talking yes, about that. Yes. I was like, hey, I got a few of these. Yeah, and Gary's wife really wanted one. Really? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, she likes like gimmicky things. But but I the just Cyclones were smart. The next day, they mm -hmm. must have had a box of them or something. They tweet about that they have. Them. Oh wow! So I that guess they're smart. giving them away on Twitter. So 
Uh, I don't even know where we got here, but that's the alarm clock. Keith from- and Gary shirts. Have oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they look disheveled by Saturday yes, night. Yes, that's but, it. But, you know, I tweeted about this yesterday. The Mets were one strike away from being swept this weekend. Yeah. So Dom Smith, Dom Smith thankfully came through in the ninth, tied the game. And now we're not seeing like 15 inning games anymore. I so know. jury came through. Mets walked it off. Saturday was a success. Yesterday sucked. Sucked. Um, so they're going to Miami tonight. They're going to be playing four straight against Miami next week. And they're going to be in Philly. So like the Marlins stink, but we they're always it, a thorn I in know. our side. And we say it every week. They need to win this week. Like, well, no shit. But like so they, they haven't. But been. it's nuts, too, because like, look at this. They are 55 and 49, first place in the East, six games over 500, and they are three and a half over Philly. They've always been about three and a half or four, four or five for, since May. It's so stupid. It's crazy. Because they can't they can't themselves get on a damn winning streak. Right. They're not even winning series at this point. Uh-huh. It's the Marlins. It's the Marlins. Don't Listen, lose to the freaking Marlins. I'm so tired. A split is unacceptable no. here. They have to go down and either sweep or go three or four. And then the same in Philly. You yeah. got to take two of the three. You cannot lose series. It's getting late early. Because this, this and will it actually, do it's them not, in. It's not even late. It's not even early anymore. It's August. It's late. And I don't want to tell you know, if you haven't seen the schedule yet, it's not getting any easier. Yeah. This is the easy week right here. But that, And that's the thing is you fuck up against the Marlins. And let's just say the Phillies have a good week. All of a sudden, you're playing for first place this weekend. Right. And those oh games. God, yeah. Saturday night. Yeah. Now I'm wearing. Should I wear Crocs to the game? <laughs> Do you want you want to make yourself more of a target in Philly to get beat up? I don't care. Up? I think I might just it's gonna be hot. I think it's like 90 degrees. That's I'm, fine. Damn rocking crocs. I might cut the sleeves off the t-shirt. Let's and just do say, it. Fuck make it. it a crop top, baby. Let's no, do no, it. No, I'll I'm teach not, you how. I'm not uh Stevenson over here. <laughs> uh I'm not I mean I'm whatever. Um so we are gonna get to Joe in a second. Oh yeah, uh, so we have Joe Joe here. is here, but let's uh give a quick shout out to our friends over at Coors Light. I'd I partook to. in quite a few Coors Lights this weekend. I was enjoying myself responsibly. I wasn't driving anywhere. I was hanging out at the campsite and uh, enjoying the Coors Lights. I stocked up ahead of time, so I was definitely prepped and ready Perfect. to go. I bought my beer online, had it delivered last week, stocked up the RV, and I uh, did my thing. So go to CoorsLight.com slash OABT. We have our own little fancy uh, URL now. Fancy, so fancy. CoorsLight.com slash OABT is where you got to go. You type in your zip code. Let's put in uh, the one here. And then what you do is hit the search button. And then it tells you where you can pick up your beers. So mini bar, Drizzly, Instacart. You can uh, do your thing, get it delivered. You get a discount. Uh, if you, it's your first time ordering on Instacart, for instance, I know this isn't going to pop up because I just opened a new tab, but <laughs> if you started an account with Instacart, you get free delivery today on your first order. So Ooh. head on over, Coors Light. Great friends of the show. Always remember to celebrate responsibly, whether you're kicking back at the campsite, getting ready for this four-game sweep against the Marlins, prepping the uh, road trip vehicle to stop an insomnia cookies in the way, maybe have a couple uh, corona... uh, uh, No, not corona. Coronavirus, obviously, I was saying. Not thinking about coronavirus. Of course. Uh, If you want your Coors Lights, definitely stock up and get ready to uh, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy the weekend and do your thing. So uh, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Always remember to celebrate responsibly. Let's bring in our buddy. There he is. The good Joe who probably wasn't shit on this week. Were you? (laughs) No, I was good. I made it. I made it through. I think, Julia, you're okay, too. Yes. Thankfully, no no poop on my face this week. (laughs) So far, so good. So speaking about poop on faces. (laughs) Do you think that the Mets have any poo on their face after yesterday? Great segue. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a bad look. 
I mean, it's it's just it's a really complicated thing that I don't think I don't know if we'll ever know the full full story. You know, HIPAA and all the medical stuff that like I don't know if they'll ever come out and say you know this is what we found was wrong, but it, it's it's a to me it's a big picture MLB problem that has obviously hit the Mets hard this weekend. Uh, pre-draft medical information is not really available. Um, it's not required that prospects do any form of pre-draft medical things. It's optional. And most of the top prospects opt out. I mean, why go through it if you don't necessarily have to? You, most of these kids know they're going to go very high. Um, so I don't think Rocker was nece necessarily hiding anything. And uh, Scott Boris actually has, you know, a good relationship with the Mets when it comes, especially to draft picks, where he's been kind of straight up with them. I mean, when they drafted Matt Allen a couple of years back, he alerted them like, hey, guys, just so you know, there's something, you know, it might need Tommy John at some point in time. The Mets didn't mind, drafted him, signed him, and inevitably he had Tommy John surgery. And then last year they drafted JT Ginn in the second round who got Tommy John a month earlier prior to the draft. So he had already gotten the surgery and was going through recovery. And when the Mets got Scott Boris on the phone to talk about drafting Rocker, they said, everything good medically? And Scott said yes. And they had a verbal agreement of sorts for $6 million. And that's obviously pending med uh, medical and everything like that. And the Mets brought him into New York for a physical with the preparation of you know, rubber stamping it like normal and then having a press conference, introducing him and everything. And it sounds as if they more or less just failed him on the physical and they were not willing to sign him regardless of what the price was. So it, it looks really bad now. I think there's no question about it. I don't know what they could have done necessarily to change it. Um, certainly not making excuses for him, but I don't know what they could have done differently other than just not draft him. But he fell to them at 10. And if they didn't draft him, you would have had me on and I would have been complaining that they didn't draft Kamar Rocker. Right, right. I don't know anything about his medicals. Um, so yeah, just a real convoluted situation where the Mets just look really bad right now. So we're talk talking with Joe DeMeo, who uh, does great things uh, for both the SMY podcast that he hosts with uh, Resnick and also on PSL to Flushing on Twitter. So um, you know what's not funny about it? It, well, it is kind of funny because it's the Mets. The guy already had a billboard in New York City, and I'm pretty sure that was a Vanderbilt. I think they paid for it. I don't yeah. think like, the Mets gave the guy yeah, a his billboard. School, his school paid for that. They put one with him and Jack Leiter in Times Square, too. So, I mean, Vanderbilt's got some money, so they, they can afford to put a couple of billboards up. <laughs> yeah, so like, well, well, it was, what I was going to say was, you know, the guy had a billboard, and now he's not even on the team. So it's, it's crazy that, like, we're hyping the guy up. People seem to be very excited about it. I was, you know, I was trying to do my homework as well to try to – learn the most that I could about, you know, who he was and what we're expecting for the future. But, uh, you know, what a crazy turn of events because you have bias signs with the Mets. Pete Carr Armstrong is no longer with the team. The Mets lose two out of three could have easily been swept. And then Sunday and the DeGrom news and the DeGrom news on Friday. And then Sunday we, we hear about this with the draft. So not a very good weekend for the Mets. And do you think that there might be, I, I don't want to put you on the spot here because Julia talked about this, uh, I think maybe on privately on Twitter, or maybe, I don't know if we just talked about it here, <laughs> but uh, the things that are above Steve Cohen's heads, as far as baseball operations is concerned, like Sandy Alderson pulling the strings. Do you think that this is a little bit too fishy about like same old Mets or is this just coincidence that things just happen and shit happens and things fall through? I mean, 
it's the Mets, right? <laughs> so I guess I guess you have to kind of expect it. But man, it stinks when these things kind of line up so close sequentially. And you know, to me, the trade it was okay. I mean, it was fine. Like you had to give to get. I understood. The only part that bothered me was that they had the Cubs pay the salaries, which maybe if the Cubs didn't, you could have gotten them for a little less. Um, little speculative, but you know, that's typically how it works is when the team pays the salary down, you have to give up more in prospect capital, but yeah, just overall a really crappy weekend. And you know, you don't have to tweet everything, Steve. I mean, mm. I love them, but you, you don't have to tweet everything. Yeah. I saw that one and, uh, yeah, that's, that's not the best, uh, look, you know, you don't want to be referring to players as investments. I mean, you know, obviously they are like, let's not be naive right. as an investment, but that's not how you want to refer them to. They're not a, uh, they're not a stock. Yeah. 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 You know, it's so, not Amazon stock. It's, uh, these are human beings that, you know, you guys obviously have highlighted it and, you know, I'm, I'm glad that it's really getting out there, the treatment of minor league players and the money, the lack of money that these, mm -hmm. these guys make and just the living situations and, and things like that. Like, I'm glad that that's really coming to light and, that tweet that you have up on the screen right now is, you know, not not a step in the right direction, in my opinion. Absolutely. So for those listening afterwards that, that don't get the visual here, Steve Cohen last night around 635 here, it says uh, education time. So he's, you know, trying to clue us in on what goes on behind the doors. Uh, baseball draft picks are worth up to five times their slot value value to clubs. I never shy away from investments that can make me that type of return. Um, you know, do you guys both remember when Steve had his first press conference and he said, this is not about making money to me? Yeah. This almost seems like the opposite. Right. So I understand, you know, sp sports are a very big it's still business. A business. No, sure. of course, it's a very big business. Yeah. I, I totally get it. I understand that the teams operate the way they do because it is a business. And, you know, as fans, we do get fired up when we hear uh, ownership or or, or players or athlete or whoever is involved with the team talking a way that gets us like excited. Yeah. And I was very fired up and after that, like November press conference, I think it was November. Right. But then to see this, not that I don't agree with what he's saying, like Joe said, it is an investment. You get it. But to put it in black and white there and also on just Twitter, the use when of fans the word are, me. Well, not, yeah, I guess so. The word me, but like, I understand where you're coming from too, but like there, like Joe said, and you said, there's a time and a place for everything. You don't have to tweet everything. And yeah. even though we know things are black and white, when it's actually out there and yeah. you read it and you see it, you don't get the same feeling as you did right. when you hear him say, I just want to win. This isn't about money for me. Right. But it's also just like what the long story short of this tweet is like, you don't know what I know. It wouldn't have made us money. It wouldn't have been good. Blah, blah, blah. It just doesn't look good. There, I know he was trying. He thought he was going to like make fans feel better. I think that's I mean, why he got he like 6,000 likes, but that could also be like, let me bookmark this. Yeah. Like you, yeah. <laughs> like half the shit you like. So I don't know. It, it was not it for me. I was. So yeah. Joe, for us, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that this, uh, you can, you know, talk to us like we're uh, kindergartners here for yes, a second. Explain it to me like so I'm five. <laughs> what this means is that next year they get the 11 pick basically. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So the normal rule is that in order to, and it's only for the top three rounds. So if you don't sign your fourth round pick, you don't get a, comp a compensatory pick. It's only in the top three rounds. And the normal rule would be you have to offer 80% of the slot value for the deal in order to get that compensation pick. However, there's a rule in there that says if the player opts to not 
do pre-draft medical, you don't have to offer them every anything. Mm-hmm. And it sounds as if that's the route the Mets took. Um, I know that there were some people on Twitter talking about they were haggling over some money. I do not believe this was a financially driven decision. Mm-hmm. I think it, I do think it was a medically driven one. Were the Mets right? Time will tell. And, you know, ultimately, most guys get Tommy John or something eventually anyway. So if he goes and gets Tommy John in three or four years, to me, that's not the Mets being proven right. Mm-hmm. If he needs Tommy John next month, then okay. You know, maybe we're having a conversation. But yeah, they'll have the 11th pick in next year draft in addition to their first round pick and, you know, the rest of the picks they'll have. And if they make qualifying offers to someone like a Michael Conforto or Noah Syndergaard, you know, and they leave as free agents, then you'll get, you know, a compensatory draft pick for that. So the draft has a chance to be huge in 2022. They can have a lot of picks and, you know, a lot of bonus pool room. Um, But it'll be interesting to see how kind of the off season goes because what you get to, I don't want to, I'm, I'm not explaining it like you're five. I'm explaining it like <laughs> you're five. I'm but yeah, they'll have the 11th pick next year. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for coming on. Uh, check Joe out on Twitter at PSL to Flushing. Does great stuff. Mets perspective, like I mentioned before, on SNY presented by Verizon. Wait, so do you guys get like free cell phones out of this or anything? It's presented by Verizon. I, I don't even have a Verizon polo. <laughs> I, I, I'd take a polo. That would work for me. But no, I, they're just... Get this, show, so. SMY, get this man a polo Joe, shirt. Joe, really quick. What are your thoughts on Crocs? On Crocs? Yeah, the shoes. Uh, my best friend wears them all the time and we make fun of him for it. Oh, man. But is he 40? But, um, He's 33. There you go. So all he's right. in that, that gap where you shouldn't be wearing Crocs. I'm allowed now. That's Dude, allowed. I'm going to be 41 in November. I'm allowed to do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> So, so what? What's the age gap? So, our croc, our, so what's the? Is Julia, Julia said, said you like have to be either young people or old people. Yes, yeah, I think said thirteen four, and under, four, fourteen or under, or, or 40. forty and older. <laughs> so fourteen, yeah, fourteen to thirty-nine is no bueno. So that makes sense. That checks out. Well, Just want to get your I'm, opinion, Darren. I'm glad you didn't do it a year ago. Thanks, brother. All right, dude. Talk to you soon. All Thanks right. for coming on. Yes. Hi, Joe. Later. Uh, Joe's great. The best. Um. Yeah, it's either, you know, shit, poop face talk or, (laughs) you know, Crocs. You know, you get a little of everything here. Uh, Let's uh, transition a little bit to some other, like, not weird, but Mm -hmm. the internet has transformed a lot over the years. Clearly, we're doing shows now. We You know, Joe's at his house and Uh so on and so forth. Facebook, MySpace, I don't know if you remember, like, LiveJournal, like Uh all these random websites. Chat Roulette was, like, the OG streaming yes, it but it was, was like sketchy very sketchy so chat roulette for those of you who don't know it was basically you gave access to your camera on your computer yes but you didn't know who you were going to talk to it hence the roulette part it was like a random facetime you click like a button and it'll just connect you you're all of a sudden video chatting with a complete stranger you can always just end it at any time go to the next person whatever there were a lot of penises on this website is what i'm saying um so yes this was a very sketchy website not one i should have been on when i was young my parents definitely did not know that me and my friend kayla used to go on this website but why we're bringing up chat roulette is because crazy this is wild and i i Again, I don't know if this is true. So when I was 13, me and oh, my wait, friend, so you don't this isn't confirmed? I, I don't know, but I'm 99.9% sure, honestly, because he was from California too, which is where he's from. So okay. me and my friend Kayla would go on chat roulette when we were 13 and we would keep our mouths closed because we had braces and we wanted guys to think we were 18. <laughs> so and you, there's like a chat feature. So you don't most people keep their volume off and you just talk in the chat, but you can see each other. So we 
ended up video chatting with this really hot guy named Trevor Williams, <laughs> who was 18 at the time. And so we were just talking to him and like we convinced him we were 18 because with your mouth closed, you don't really can't tell the difference. We had boobs at that point. Yeah, but you, you had to talk to him, right? No, but you don't have to you talk. Type? You could chat. Oh, yeah, okay, most gotcha. people do that. So eventually, like we talked to him for like two hours and like we exchanged Skypes or whatever. So I'm like, all right, we go on Skype, like the jig is up, but we did it. And he, and he was like, oh, you guys are way too young to be talking to me we At least really, did the right thing yes he did the right thing he's like we can't talk anymore or whatever and then never talked again but his name was trevor williams allegedly because we, we don't know if this is confirmed exactly his name was trevor williams we never forgot his name like i texted kayla i was like like this week i was like what was the guy's name he's like trevor williams but so whatever he was 18 at the time which is the same age difference between he and i now i'm 25 he's 29 and i will be yeah around the, it's the same age difference he's from california this guy was from california and he i swear if this guy trevor williams was 18 no beard and had like a justin bieber it's haircut him. it was him i wish i know there's a screenshot somewhere and i just can't find it i don't know but I also just did not know there was a Trevor Williams in baseball. I feel like I would have realized this right, a long right, time right, ago, right. but my mind was blown. When That's they got crazy. We have so to find I don't out. know. I know. Trevor Williams, if you watch this, did you very politely reject two 13-year-old girls on chat roulette back in like, <laughs> I don't know, 2009? Um, I would love to know because that would be wild. But he is actually like, I was Googling him trying to figure out like I need a way to confirm this. His story is so wild. He's now married to a wonderful woman. And this is the other crimp in this story is like he's super duper religious. They met at like some sort of like church group. I don't know if that kind of guy's on chat roulette. Uh -huh. <laughs> I don't know. But whatever. So they got married. They had a well, baby. Well, it wasn't just like it wasn't like a sexual. I thing. know. But still, there's know. some creeps on these creeps yeah. anywhere. But like it could have been him. Yeah. But so they got married. They had a baby. And then they were trying for a second child and they were having trouble conceiving. So they got on a list to adopt and they had like a whole like a woman lined up. They were going to get this baby in July. And then like like a few months before their adoptive baby was due, they got pregnant. So they have kids that are five months apart. No way. And they're like one of them is I think. Think, That's a lot of work. Yeah. They're like baby babies. I think one of them is only the youngest one is only like a year old. So he has his hands full. And then on top of everything, not only does he get traded, the second he got traded, he got option to AAA. So Trevor Williams and Co. God bless. Chat Let me know if you're on chat roulette. <laughs> That's crazy. That is a crazy story. I hope I it is true. I know. He honestly, like he was a very nice person back then. He seems to be a very nice person now. So I think I think it matches up, but I don't know. That's that's phenomenal. We'll, we'll probably never little, know. Little page seven news here for you guys. We <laughs> haven't, been a while since we page we seven. We haven't done page seven. Like a little gossip yeah. gossip column here. That was like the most PG page seven of all time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fascinating, I guess. Totally. Uh, so the want to let you guys know, if you're going to LA, they did extend the hotel room block by a week. So wow. it was supposed to it was supposed to end last Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And then some, we were hyping it up and then we promoted it a little bit and people were trying to get through, but they stopped it early. Okay. So then... They accidentally stopped it before the last deadline. They're like, all right, screw it. We're going to do an extra week. So the real deadline is tomorrow. Wow. We're going to be in LA in a couple of weeks. Did you figure uh, out a pregame? No. Ooh. And I, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news here, but there is nothing. I've been trying so hard to figure out what can we possibly do before yeah. this game. And the Dodgers do have an area where they like rent out a space in the, uh, right behind the outfield. But you have to buy like a drink package for everyone that's going to go. And we didn't already like we yeah. didn't charge anyone for that. Yeah. And I can't cover that for just to throw a good time. Right. So I don't know what we're going to do. 
since we're staying at this gigantic hotel, mm -hmm. I think there's over 200. So did I say last week how yeah. many rooms are blocked? Like over 200 rooms are booked. Uh -huh. We might just meet there and be like, all right, this isn't our traditional pregame party. Of course, like we like to have the DJ and hang yeah. out and go crazy like we did in McFadden's. But maybe we'll just all go to the ballpark a little early, get in, get to our seats, do our thing, kind of mingle that way. Yeah. It's not close to what I would expect our final National League ballpark yeah. to be. But I've exhausted almost every I think it's right option. on par with how annoying it's been just to get this outing off the ground so there's nothing near there yeah. like the, the you can't drink in the park you can't tailgate you can, there's you can't walk there really you can but it would take like 45 minutes yeah so I don't know what we're gonna do if something like lands on my table I'll for sure let you guys know but the LA pregame does not look that great I think if you want to be a part of what we're doing uh -huh. stay at the hotel because right. then we'll all be together we'll meet in the lobby and everyone right. kind of do their thing together what about Philly pregame Philly pregame Philly pregame. The deal is set. We talked about it last week. The geniuses over there that used to shrink wrap alcohol and get it into the <laughs> yeah. ballpark. Uh, one of their buddies manages across the street at Xfinity Live. That's what where we are going to be this Saturday. We're going to leave City Field at right around, uh, I think, 10 a.m. Okay. For, and on our buses. So we should get to the ballpark right around, right around 1. I'm hoping earlier. Okay. Um, wait, maybe 11 a.m. I don't know, whatever it is. Check the rally bus. It's website, on an email. But it's on an email somewhere. Go read it or go go to our website. But we are going to be at Xfinity Live, which if you've been there before, it's freaking have you been there? Mm -mm. It's gigantic. You walk in and there's like it's almost it almost looks like a food court of bars. Really? In a good way. That's fun. so you walk in, there's like this bar's here, this bar's here. There's a bar right in the middle that's I think just like is that's nameless. Cool. Um and then there's different restaurants and so on and so forth. But if you are wearing your event t shirt, to Xfinity Live, every single bar, restaurant, whatever that's a part of that building is taking part in these specials. Oh, wow. So wear the t-shirt. It was designed by us, but the slogan and the idea of it was uh, from Desiree. So shout out to Desiree. Best shirt uh, ever. It's a take on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the Seven Line Army of Queens, Philly Road Trip 2021. Wear the event shirt and go to Xfinity Live. I'm not sure what time they open, but we're going to get there around one. You can certainly go earlier if you want. And there is an outdoor space. So when you're looking at the building, Citizens Bank Park's on one side and the um, Wells Fargo Center is on the other because everything's on the on that same yeah. block. So there's an outdoor space on the Wells Fargo area, hmm. our Wells Fargo side, meet there. Okay. So there's going to be a band playing, the drink specials and so on and so forth. So the specials are, I have them written here on the site. They are $3 Bud Light and Michelob Ultra bottles and $5 call cocktails. So a call cocktail is like, you know, Jack and Coke, whatever. So Jack, Captain, Smirnoff and Gordon's I think Gordon's is, I don't know what that is. Maybe that's tequila, but uh, yeah, because you got your Jack, you got your whiskey, you got, you got rum with Captain, you got your vodka with the Smirnoff. So Perfect. I guess Gordon's is probably tequila. I don't know. Maybe it's, yeah, it's probably tequila. <laughs> fact uh, checkers, let us know. <laughs> fact checkers, let us know. I think Gordon <laughs> is tequila. So you want to get your margarita or whatever. Uh, the specials are going to run until we go in. So we're probably going to wind down around 315-ish, get to the seats in time. Um, and have ourselves a great time out there at the cool. ballpark. It's been our first time going back since 2015. That was a rowdy time. That was a that fun... was 2014, no? Uh, 14, yeah, you're right. Yeah. 2014, Way back. David Wright with the walk-off, I think. Heck yeah. Well, uh, as close to a walk-off as you can get on the road. Oh, yeah, with the game-winning run yeah. or hit. Or, I don't know. He pointed up to us. It's all that mattered. <laughs> and we had a good time. So head on down there. And Gordon's is gin. Thanks for the fact checkers in the comments. Checking in. We actually didn't ask the fact checkers to let us know where they're from. We're almost running out of time. Where are you from? So let us know where you're from real quick before we turn this thing off. We'll shout you guys out. And uh, of course, we got to give a shout out to our friends 
over at Project Repat USA. They do great work. Where are they from? They are from either Texas, Texas or North Carolina. Perfect. You can actually get your t-shirt quilt made from one of their facilities. Great business. Great freaking thing to do with your extra shirts. Mm -hmm. If you have extra t-shirts, extra jerseys, you did a benefit walk, you uh, lost weight, gained weight, <laughs> you want to uh, honor a, a friend and um, get some of their favorite shirts and give it to them as a gift, whatever you want to do, head on over to Project Repat USA on Instagram. All you have to do is like their account and you're put in the running to win a free t-shirt quilt. They have over 500,000 happy customers. They take your old shirts, your old jerseys, your old polo shirts, whatever you want to use and turn it into a very awesome t-shirt quilt. They give away one for free each month to a Mets fan that happens to like their Instagram account. All you have to do is be wearing something Mets related or have a photo that maybe have at a ballpark. The way it works for uh, Instagram, it keeps their followers in order when you're on the account side, like the when when you log in. So they're able to keep track of it that way. They do have a ton of followers, but it's easy for them to figure out who the Mets fans are. So Project Repat USA on Instagram, like their account, go to the website, projectrepat.com, get involved, pick one up if you don't win one for free. And, um, awesome. Oh, and really thing. quick, speaking of Instagram, I want people to know that the prom series back to school drive is live. So we're mailing ours out today. Love that. So if you wanted to donate an outfit, make sure you go to at prom series on Instagram, look at their recent posts, look at their recent stories. The address where to mail your outfit is there. If you want to help out Tori Murphy, the wonderful work she is doing with baseball wives to help foster children. So excellent, excellent, excellent. Thank you for that shout out. I forgot to mention it before. Um, we are giving away this Francisco Lindor Mets t-shirt jersey. We have two of them to give away. Just share the show right now to be in the running. We are also going to announce last week's winners. They are winning the six-pack cooler that the Mets gave away. Shout out to the Mets for hooking us up with these promos lately. We appreciate it. So last week's winner on Twitter is at smarky31680. And on Facebook, Greg Eckert. We will hit you up today. I'll get your address and mail these out to you. So very important week, very important month on deck. The Mets have to get their heads out of their asses. Michael Conforto cannot be hitting 196 in this month. Yeah, he's making me sad. Uh, qualifying offer. I mean, he's definitely not getting a deal no. after this performance. Unless so, he turns it the fuck up I don't now know. through the playoffs, but um, I don't know. So probably a good move on uh, Steve Cohen's part to uh, – not give him the offer before the season to kind of yeah. make him prove his worth here. But four games against the Marlins, the Marlins are always a freaking thorn on our side, then Philly. And we have 13 games against LA and San Francisco this month. So this month is make or break mm -hmm. do or die. This week is a big week. This week is this whole month is a big week. I'm stressed out about <laughs> this it. Whole month I'm is going, a big I'm definitely going to go to coreslightcom slash OBT and stock yeah. about some course. Quick, lights. Where are our friends from? Um, we asked them. Oh yeah. We asked us. them, but we're running out of time. <laughs> So I'm sorry about that, but it's we fine. got, we love you. We got Port Charlotte, Florida. We got Huntington. We got Baltimore. We have uh, Jericho, New York, Binghamton. Love it. Oh, it's funny. Greg Eckert just checked in from Greg, on Facebook and he just won. So congratulations to Greg. Love that for you. All right. We're running out of time here. Thank you guys for everything. We got some stuff cooking for the seven line, new products coming out soon. So uh, sit tight, stay tuned and we will see you guys next week. See you in Philly. Don't forget to go to Xfinity live Saturday. And uh, maybe Julie will bring you a milkshake yes. to the yard. Or a crop top. I'll cut your shirts. Let's go, Pokey. <laughs> that was a new one. That was See you good. Guys. Bye.